evening and welcome to the third episode in our divisional re- preview for the year ahead. I am your host, Brian Dolan. You have joined me and the rest of the Gridiron crew as we are going to take a deep dive into all things AFC East. Now, I'm a sensible football fan, so I don't follow the AFC East because I like good teams. Um, however, uh, I have some of the some of the members of the crew know a lot more about it than I do, um, so they are going to be leading us on tonight. Uh, we're going to look at how all of these teams have got on preseason, who's came, who's left, how did they do in their drafts. Um, we're going to be looking at the year ahead for them. How does that schedule shape up, and how are they going to do? And let's be honest, it's not quite a preview. If you don't have a wee review of the year behind you, stick a knife in and get a twist and say, this is what you must do better. Uh, report card time as well. So, with all of that said, we are going to get cracking and we are going to start with the team who many see as uh, claiming the AFC East and it should be theirs for quite some time, although I've got a sneaky feeling John might disagree with that. Um, and we are going to start with the Buffalo Bills. Now, Gav, you are leading the charge here, sir. Um, so, talk to me about the Bills. Absolutely. So, well, I guess it's only fair that I do the, the Bills preview for 2023 because this will probably be the, the Giants preview for 2024. <laughs> the way we've been going, uh, sneaking some uh, players and coaches and GMs off of the, the Bills. Um, but, I mean, I think that the big... Big story with the Bills. I mean, I guess anyone who's been following the NFL for a long time, this is a franchise that famously lost four Super Bowls on the, the bounce back in the early 90s. Um, but good good times in recent seasons. But I guess if you're a fan of the Bills, starting to get a wee bit anxious. I guess the four-year streak you want to be mindful of right now is that, yeah, they've actually won 10 games plus the last four seasons. Is that window starting to close? So that's something I think that, um, that the Bills really need to be uh, uh, looking out on. And um, I guess the big question mark for them um, over the, the offseason is, is probably their, their defence. So um, obviously last week we talked about Tremaine Edmonds going to the Bears, yeah. big departure on the, the Bills' uh, defence. But also they've had um, a few issues really with, with injury. Um, Tredavious White at corner, um, was actually recovering last season from uh, an ACL injury. Signs are looking good for this season. I think that's going to be really important to uh, to them. But also, we've got Von Miller in the pass rush again uh, with the ACL. He is expected to be back for week one, but again, question marks. And uh, I guess the other one, um, obviously, um, quite a, a significant story from, from last season was uh, Damar Hamlin um, at safety, who has returned to full um, contact practice, uh, but I think it's currently on the, the injured reserve. As I understand, so there's there's a few holes to to fill um, on the on the the Bills D, or at least hoping that um, certainly their returners from from injury will be uh, be able to address that. Um, when it came to the draft, um, the consensus seems to have been that actually they addressed pretty much every position of of need. Um, of the big first rounder for. Uh, the Bills was Dalton Kincaid, the, the tight end out of Utah, um, who um, really had some um, favourable comparisons with the, the receiving 
draft class. Um, so that's that was obviously a, a challenge for the Bills last year, uh, and hopefully he's going to add uh, another weapon for uh, for Josh Allen. And uh, certainly, I think he was one that was keenly sought after in the fantasy uh, draft for the, the crew earlier on. Fools, fools! You know you don't draft a <laughs> you don't draft a tight end in fantasy before the third year. Says a very concerned Kyle Pitts owner. Um, <laughs> it better to just. Um, so yeah, this is you know it's an interesting one because the Bills did do uh, a, a lot of moves in the draft. They've not made as, as I'm going back and having that a skim. They've not made loads and loads of huge signings um, in in the preseason this year. They've not been like you know throwing the checkbook around or anything like that. But uh, it's as you say yourself. Is this the end of their window? Are they? Because Josh Allen is excellent, very talented quarterback, but doesn't demonstrate it in the postseason. Is this yeah. one where have they done enough? Have they given him what he needs? Is is obviously the big thing. So what do you think? Looking into this year and thinking about how the Bills have been doing, what, what is the big area that you look at and you go, that's got to get better. That's got to improve this year if you want success. See, I, I think it, it depends what you, we want to talk about when you say it is improvement. I think if you look at the Bills, what you'll see is a solid team, and you'd expect that from a team that's gone to the playoffs four years in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we're seeing is a team that, as we say, you know, you get an impatient fan base now after four years looking to take that next step to win those big games. And if you look across the categories, actually, you know, kind of trending roundabout sort of, you know, the the bottom of the top 10, you know, they're ninth in total pass offense, ninth in rushing, ninth in uh, total D, ninth in defensive TDs uh, given up. So that's a team that's good, but there's no one great strength. And I think that's the, the question is, what are they going to do exceptionally? How are they going to blow the, the, the competition away when it comes to those big games? Because that's what we've seen in the playoffs the last couple of years. When you go up against the Kansas City, obviously we've got Burrow really coming to zone at Cincinnati as mm-hmm. well. You know, that's going to be the, the proving ground. And um, I think it's fair to say the last few years, the Bills have had it all their own way in the, the East. I, I think, as some of the guys will say uh, over the, the course of the pod, it might be a little bit different this season. Well, there's, a, there's, a, there's an angry John just ready, <laughs> ready to get in on this. Yes, it will be different. <laughs> Um, here's, here's a question, and we'll, we'll give this one to everybody when we're talking about improvements and, and whatnot for the year ahead. What does success look like? For the Buffalo Bills, you know, when I think about that with the North, success for, for the Browns had has to be a deep playoff run. Success for the Steelers is Kenny Pickett takes a step forward and Mike Tomlin somehow doesn't go below 500 for the first time ever. Success is different for different teams, depending on the point of their, their, their team building, their franchise journey that they're on. For the Buffalo Bills this year, is it Super Bowl or bust? I'm going to say that uh, Josh Allen is suffering from what I call Andy Murray syndrome. Can I need, that's a cruel thing to say about anybody. That is, he's a very good quarterback. The only issue he has, he has Pat Mahomes and Burrow playing at the same time as him. Same as Andy Murray had Joe Couch and Dal Federer playing at the same time as him. That's what Josh Allen's problem is. I don't think it's him. Just he's got two better quarterbacks that he's up against. I think the fans will say success is going to be a Super Bowl, but I think realistically... I don't think that. I don't, I, we'll obviously come up with predictions later, but the fans will want a Super Bowl. That's what the fans will see as success. But we'll see uh, how the predictions go later. Yeah, it's 
It's an interesting one. So what do you think is a correspondent on the day, Gav? You've spent some time you've spent some time uh, embedding yourself in the the lore of Buffalo. Uh, I, I'm perfectly confident you've put yourself through a table or two to really get into character <laughs> uh, and fully fully join the Bills Mafia. Um, what do you see as is, is the marker for success for the Bills this year? Where, where do they need to get to? Well, I, I guess the, the, the thing that I'd be think they've got to be looking for this year is to, to get that one seed. Um, that's the I guess the, the big platform for for postseason success. And obviously, last year was a bit controversial with the the, the uh, abandoned game um, after uh, Demar Hamlin, um, where the Bills did actually finish thirteen and three. Uh, 16 game record last year, um, which kind of muddled up with uh, some of the seedings. But I, I guess that's the thing, you know, how can you get that home field advantage? How can you avoid, you know, the, the trickier ties and playing that extra game in the wild card? Um, obviously, I mean, yes, we say you want to win a Super Bowl, but how do you set yourself up for that? And it's got to be being the, the best in the AFC through the regular season. It was an interesting. It was an interesting comment that I caught about the Bills. Um, I can't remember where I heard that, but the, the Bills by the end of the year last year they weren't. It wasn't that players weren't talented or that they were riddled with injuries. It's that they were emotionally, mentally, and emotionally done. That that room, that locker room, was done after Demar. After all of the different, you know, the the being stuck, um, I can't remember where they got stuck for like a week because of the snow, all of those yep. things that that combined to ruin their year last year. That that was the thing that, that put the nail in them. And it meant, you know, when they then did make it in the playoffs, it just didn't happen for them. So tell you what, if we're thinking, I think everybody would agree that a minimum of a deep playoff run is where the Bills need to go. Other than that, you know, make it to the bowl. There's a lot of moving pieces in football. Nobody can ever say it's. I'm being a bit bit cheeky, I suppose, when I'm saying Super Bowl or bust. Um, <laughs> but if the chief, if the if the Chiefs, that's because I'm saying Super Bowl. Ah, I feel I should go put money in a swear jar now. Somewhere studs has just became happy, and now that makes me sad. Um, so if we're talking about the Bills, going to make that big push, make that big deep playoff run. Who who is the man? Who is the one player either side of the ball that's going to make the difference for them? Who is going to be the man that says, right, I am going to take you over that line. I am going to be the man that crushes it for you. Yeah, well, I think there's there's no question about this, and it's it's probably not controversial, but it is going to have to be Josh Allen. This is a guy who... He's going to have to take that team on the uh, take, take that team on his back, and um, I think you know as we've seen that this is a team that can win thirteen games, you know, through the the regular season. But it is a team that's going to have to to win the, the big one, and I think there's a few tests throughout the the regular season schedule that will already have ringed, you know, from week one at the Jets, you know, with Rogers coming in, you've got to set the tone right from the off, and then he's going to have big playoff rematches. Uh, later on, we get Cincinnati going to the Bengals in Week Nine, and also going to the Chiefs in Week Fourteen. You know, these are going to be the the acid tests uh, ahead of January because I, maybe even presumptuous here, but that's really what the Bills should be thinking all along. How do you get ready for the postseason? So, and tell you what, you alluded to it, and I missed it because I'm a diddy and I can't read my own script. 
Um, what do you think are the big games? This so where, where are we going to see it? You know, let's say, but we all know the Bills can win football games. Everybody knows the Bills can go out and they can win games and they can win divisions. What are the games through the regular season that we should be looking at to say, "No, hang on a minute, this Bills team this year is different. This Bills team this year's got the extra in the tank to not putter out into nothing in the postseason, and they can actually go the distance." Yeah, well, as I mentioned, there's a couple of playoff rematches in the slate, but I think the the, the big one, as I say, that's really going to make the statement and set the tone is going to uh, MetLife in week one against the, the Jets. You know, as I say, the Bills have very much had their own way uh, in the FC for the last few years, um, but there's a lot of hype uh, around uh, the Jets with, with Aaron Rodgers coming in, really shaking things up. You know, the, the Jets really are a team that's loading up. This is an opportunity to say, no, actually, this is why we're the, the best in the East. Eh? Right, so there we go. Nothing quite like saying, when is your most important game of the season? Week one. Set your <laughs> stall out, make it a victory, uh, and, and take it all from there. And I'm loving that we're getting um, comments in on the Twitch saying that evidently we are the um, perfect evolution of beard growth. Um, which, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it does make me make me wonder ex- exactly kind of where, where we're being placed and which one of us is perfection. Um, <laughs> thank you very much. Well. Uh, uh, it's it's got to be, doesn't it? Surely. Um, this is well, This is where we should just like bring Stu in just for like, the days when Stu lets his beard absolutely not down yet. Even, even the, the Twitch loves you, can you say? Uh, right, okay, folks. <laughs> uh, moving moving from a team that had uh, lots of excuses last year from being emotionally drained and all the things that they had going on to, to another team in the East that had lots of excuses because they kept allowing their quarterback to be beaten around the head. Um, so we are going to move to Miami. We are going to talk about the Dolphins. Um and it's all the same questions. What are what is going on in Miami, and what what do they look at for the year ahead? Kev, we are coming okay, to yourself, sir. So kick me off. What's the, we'll tell you what first. What has what's happened in Miami over the off season? What's the big news? Right. Okay. Uh, so Miami, um, one of the biggest changes I think they've they've made is bringing in Vic Fangio as the de- defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, He's come in there. He's going to be reunited with Bradley Chubb from uh, being together at the Broncos. Um, And they've let go of a whole bunch of defensive coaches. So I think, obviously, Fangio is going to bring bring in all his own guys. I feel Um, feel Fangio is sending a a bit of a message. Yes. I I have opinions about the standard of your coaching. Here are your P45s. That's that. That's that. That's well. I suppose that's why he was brought in. Um, so they've also brought in um, linebacker for the Titans, uh, David Long Jr. And um, the big one probably is Jalen Ramsey. Um, he's come in for the Rams, although he is now hurt. Um, so looks like they're <laughs> going to be missing him for a good chunk of the season. Um, um, and then outgoings wise, they they've lost Mike Gesicki at the Patriots. So I'm going to be burning that uh, jersey I've got hanging up in my wardrobe, and <laughs> um, and um, they've also swapped. Um, well, they've let go Thomas Morstead, a punter, and he's been replaced by Jake Bailey from the Pats. So oh, he's come the other way. It's, I, I do find this interesting when teams when you get inter, in, 
interdivision trades. Yeah, that's always I think that's that's fascinating. You, know, you just watch that blow up. Mike Gesicki goes to the Pats, ends in, you know, has a phenomenal year, scores a big touchdown against Miami, he ruined their year. How bad would you feel? Yeah. <laughs> so, lots going on. So, what do you reckon? Do you reckon these these changes are are, are going to be what the Dolphins need to kind of see them actually start moving forward, or did they need to do? Well, you know what? Change that. Sorry, mate. What about their draft? We'll finish off their changes before we come to what we think about them. How did they cool. crack on in the draft? So um, the draft, to begin with, um, you know, they were up against it because they only had four picks this year um, in the entire draft. Um, they were pe- they were penalised one pick for um, an infraction, uh, the whole Tom Brady thing, um, and then they traded. Um, they still owed a pick out for the Tyree Kill uh, deal, um, and they they traded a, a couple more picks um, for players like Ramsey. Um, so. They only had four four picks. They done an okay job with the four picks that they had. Um, big ones are let's see, Cam Smith. They got the cornerback from South Carolina. Um, he should be ready to come straight into the team. He looks decent. Um, um, they, they also got a really decent running back in the third round, Devon. Forgive my pronunciation. This is Devon. A change, an interesting one. So Devin a chain, um, and I'm pre- I'm presuming I'm I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, he's interesting because he's tiny. Yeah, but lightning quick. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm going to even try and grab what is his stats again because he is like okay, so he's five nine, hundred and eighty eight pounds. I'm five nine. Okay, I'm not hundred and eighty eight pounds, but even then, like, I'm not a million miles. What's, what's, what's that? What's that? Good, good British measuring. What's hundred and eighty pounds in stone? What's that? That's thirteen stone, thirteen and a half stone. So he's the oh, same heavy. height as me, and he's and only got me. a stone and a bit on me. Yeah, is that what you want? Is, uh, is, that, is that what you want? Is your running? What do we think about that? It was certainly a pick that uh, set the newsrooms afire because he's getting yeah. great highlight plays. But. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. The thing is, as well, they say he's lightning quick, but he's 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 not actually going to be the quickest guy in in, in their uh, roster when you look at oh. um, Cheetah and Waddle. So it's it's going to be one to keep an eye on. It's going to be interesting. Um, they've also picked up a tight end in the draft. Obviously, uh, they've lost Gesicki, so they picked up Elijah Higgins from Stanford. Um, although. There's some Dubai over whether he's actually a tight end or a wide, re- yeah. wide receiver. Um, I think he was announced as a tight end at the draft, but mm-hmm. um, you know, in college he was a wide receiver. So um, I, I'm not sure if that's going to be a replacement for Gasicki or um, or what's going on there. But mm-hmm. over overall, I mean, I think um, the consensus is um, their their draft was average, maybe B B B minus, maybe something yeah. like that. It's always, it's always tricky when you've when you don't have many picks. You know, I mean, when you are only looking at four additions from the whole rookie class, um, <coughs> it's hard. So, yeah. but they have been active. They've been active in the off season. They've done, you know, they've made moves. They've got, you know, obviously, Ramsey's hurt, but they've they've been doing their best to try and get people in. What do you yeah. think is the big thing that the Finns need to focus on this year? They, you know, yeah. if they want to start making steps, if they want to challenge the Bills for the the crown um, yeah. in the East. 
what do the fans need to do to get there when you look back at the year last year? Well, I would have said uh, before before I looked into it, before I started uh, my research, I would have said the same as you, stop people getting to your quarterback, um, protect your quarterback, because that was a big a big issue for them last year, obviously. Um, yeah. But when you when you really look at it in, in the stats, um, the def- defence was shocking last year, um, and that's definitely the area that they need to improve um, if they want to um, improve this season um, results-wise. Um, just I was looking at some of the stats um, last season. They were 24th in points allowed, 18th in yards allowed, and 30th in turnovers um, produced. Um, and all of those were worse than, than this, the, the previous season. Um, in fact, turnovers produced, they went from 8th in the league two years ago to 30th last season. So defence is definitely some, something that they need to improve. And they need to also um, uh, improve on offence by mixing it up a bit more, leaning on the runner a bit more as well. That that would probably help the quarterback um, get him hit less if he's if he's handed off to, to running backs more instead of just keep trying to throw it. Um, is so, interesting one? They've, got a, they've got a decent running back room sitting there. You know, yeah. they might not have that one bell count, but nobody really does anymore. But it's, it's not a bad room. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've obviously added this young guy who they're hoping um, will help in that department as well. But um, I mean, guys like Mostert's injured quite a bit. Um, and again, maybe that's why they've not been running the ball so much because their, their running backs have been um, have been struggling. But um, I defense and then a bit more um, a bit more options in the running game um, would mm-hmm. be where I'd say they're looking to improve. Um, and I think if you look overall at the, ch- the changes I've made, they're, they're certainly trying to address that um, by um, bringing in bringing in the defensive coordinator and um, changing all the coaches. And um, they've picked up a few pieces um, to to help them with that as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right. Okay. So looking at the schedule then. What are your games that when you look at what the Dolphins have got ahead of them this year that you go, that's either just a game that you think looks particularly tasty, uh, or yeah. you think these these are like we were talking about with the Bills, these are your litmus test games. These are where you make the statement that you're not kidding around this year that you're here to make a make a statement. Cool. Um I, I mean I think first overall, um the the schedule that we've got is really tough. Um for me looking at the Dolphins schedule, it is hard. Um According to the bookmakers, they've got the third ha- third hardest uh, strength of schedule uh, in the league. Um, but um, the, the ones the ones that stick out for me um, are going to be uh, Bills away. Um, they've got that uh, week four. Um, they've then got the Eagles on the road again, uh, week seven, and then they're on the road to the Chiefs in week nine. So those are the, the those are the three games. If you know, to you piss off. I know. Yeah, yeah. You're going to you're going to find out after those three games whether this Miami type team is the real deal, whether they've got any hopes, or whether you know whether they've got no chance because it's tough. I mean, three of their first four games are on the road, and then to go on the road to the you know the Bills, then the Eagles, then the Chiefs before Week Nine. Um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a it's an uphill struggle for that team. I'm afraid. So have they, have they got six of the first nine games away. Yeah. I think something like that, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Aye, that's something. Yeah, the weight of the Pats. Uh, they've got the Broncos at home. The weight of the Bills. They've got the Giants at home. 
then the Panthers, then the Eagles away, then the return leg for the Pats, Chiefs away. Wow. <laughs> that's harsh. That's really, really harsh. Really, really I'd be, tough. I'd be questioning the algorithm for that one. That's, that's the same computer as the SPFL I've got for the random fixtures. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just entirely, entirely random. <laughs> oh, Jesus, that is. Aye, uh, okay, fair. Kev, that's an excellent fair comment there. <laughs> you know, I don't put a lot of stock in strength of schedule. I don't, I, I don't um, like the, you know, look at last year and that judges how you are for the year ahead. Um, uh, but bloody yeah. hell, that's tricky. Do, do you know uh, what I know? And the thing is, I mean, that's slightly different because there are two ways to look at it. Um, you know, when we talk about when we talk about the Eagles later, we'll talk about based on last season's results and the strength of schedules there. But this is the bookmakers. Um, this is the odds um, with the strength of schedule mm-hmm. there. And I, apparently, their third hardest. I'd love to see who the first and second hardest uh, schedules are. No, I find, we'll, we'll, we'll maybe we'll maybe find that out before we get. Good way to look at it is, is it means that six of their last nine are at home. Yeah, yeah. That, so if, if, they, you know, if they come out of that, I mean, also those three games are key, right? If for some reason they get to the turn that six and three or five and four, they then have six home games down the stretch, might. That should not be too bad for them. Can you can you put the foot down and then just try and drive it home? Yeah. If you, if you can get if you can get to nine above five hundred, then you're maybe going to be alright. I mean, what comes down to two hundred? Ladies and gents, this is why we have Dan and the crew. It's that sunny, optimistic nature <laughs> that we keep them about for. Right. Okay. Uh, to to round us off, then, Kev, who is the one dolphin that you think is going to crush it this year. Who is that man that is going to be helping to drive the team on? Um, I mentioned his name earlier. I mean, I'm I'm not, I'm not going to uh, go to um, the usual suspects on the, the offensive side of the ball because obviously um, we all seen what Tua and uh, Waddle Cheetah can all do when they're when they're. Uh, playing well, but I think if the Dolphins this year want to progress, then it's going to need to be on the other side of the ball. And uh, I mentioned them, Bradley Chubb um, came in last season. He's had a full off season with the team now, and um, if they're going to if they're going to do well, he's going to have to um, to crush it. Yeah, having Rams are going to have to be sort of lead that defense and kind of use their experience to to take them back from thirtieth. And just as, yeah. as you said, that start about the thirtieth defense. I've just dropped it in the fantasy league and picked up an off the agent defense because I picked the Dolphins defense in the draft. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's like insider trading or something like that. I'm, I'm certainly paused against that kind of stuff. Um, right. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> no bother. Um, right. So we are gonna we're gonna move on to well to the team that's getting all of the press at the minute. Hard Knocks is kicking off soon. Kicked off. I'm. I'm well, out of touch with Hard Knocks. Today. It kicked is off it, is it today? last night. Last, last night. night. Well, I knew it was the last, last night in America, uh, tomorrow night in the UK. Right. Okay. So, as Hard Knocks is with us, we can put it that way. Certainly by the time you're getting the joy of uh, listening to this, if you're not listening to us live, folks, Hard Knocks will be here. If you listen to many people, it is the year of the Jets. Um I'm not even going to say it. I'm just going to kick it over to John. He is a resident Jets fan. Mate, have your moment, have your soapbox and tell us why the Jets are on the way to the promised land. 
What have you been up to this off season? And I dare you not to start with the obvious answer. <laughs> I'll I'll not start with the obvious answer. Oh. I'll start with the unobvious answer. <laughs> hey, Nathaniel Hackett. Okay, that yes, Obviously right. He's getting plenty pelters <laughs> off uh, Sean Payton the, the last week, so that's quite an interesting topic. And we we play them uh, week five, so uh, it'll be good to get the popcorn out for that and. And hopefully there'll be some uh, action on the sidelines as, as well. Uh, but I think the obvious one, like he's uh, the hottest show in, in town, like in New York anyway, is uh, probably Rogers. Uh, yeah. Uh, everyone's talking about him and where what he can achieve with with this team. Uh, I think the the main problem he's had for. All these years is he's not had any wide receivers at, at Green Bay, so he, he's ca- came in to, to the Jets. Uh, we added uh, Hartman and Lazard as well in the off season. So I do like that. I, I do like mate that you say. Oh, his problem from Green Bay is he never had any wide receivers. <laughs> so what we did in New York was brought Green Bay's wide receivers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, it, Probably one one of the the better uh, two of the better wide receivers he uh, had. So uh, Cobb is another one that uh, they brought in as well, who's who's currently injured. So, but right, let's. So is is the big thing because Rogers for years, years has complained loudly uh, at Green Bay for not drafting him wide receiver ones. You know, for not going out and getting him. Now, okay, yeah, he had Devante and all the rest of it, but he wanted more. He's coming to you and he's got Wilson. Is yep. is that is that the combo that, that gets you as a Jets fan excited for the year ahead? Absolutely. Like we've obviously like seen little bits of like in training camp at them. They've been absolutely lighting it up. Uh, Wilson's just actually came back to training camp today. Uh, he's been injured for the last uh, few days, so it'll be an interesting one to keep an eye on to to see uh, if he maybe picks up another injury. That could, I think that would be a, a big one for us to lose early on mm-hmm. uh, on offense, anyway. But okay. uh, I think uh, just uh, and seeing. Uh, Quinnen got re-signed in the, the off-season as well. I think that's a big piece as well, getting that tied up before, as you've said, like with hard knocks being around, the, the NFL are always looking for for a story to, to generate for for hard knocks. And it seems like we're not giving them too much at the moment, so which I'm quite happy about. For, for hard knocks, do we yeah. think we'll get uh, Rogers singing a song? Aiden Hutchinson famously, famously sung last year. It went down brilliantly. Everybody loved him. It was amazing. Did we think, I don't know, what song would Aaron Rodgers, what, would, what is Aaron Rodgers' karaoke tune? It'd have to be well, something by the darkness, surely. <laughs> <laughs> He's been, over the, the off-season, he was seen at the, the, the Taylor Swift concert, so maybe a Taylor Swift song. Oh, just, need, just need to see if he can shake it off before the season starts. Oh, we'll have that. Right, okay. Um, so, obviously, the Jets have been the story 
of so much of the offseason. We all think Rogers, you know, it was the saga, it went and it went and it went. And we all know how that's wound up when it's resolved now. Um, how, how it led for the year, we'll talk about it a wee bit, perhaps. What about your draft? What did you what did you make of the draft? The the Jets brought in uh, seven seven players in the draft. What did you make of it? Uh, I think it was a mixed bag, to be honest. Like the the two the the first round pick was a bit of a surprise when uh me personally I was hoping that we were uh, gonna get uh Jackson Smith Najigba uh mm-hmm. link him up with uh, back with Garrett Wilson. I was hoping in that and then when Will McDonald uh got announced it was a a pretty surprising pick. It was a, an underwhelming pick from a lot of Jets fans' point of view, but mm. uh, we've we seen bits of them on thir- uh, last Thursday, early Friday morning in the Hall of Fame game, and he, uh, he looks electric, so it, it's, it looks as if it could be a good pick, and it's a, an area that we really need help on as well, so uh, we also drafted uh, Joe Tipman of uh, Wisconsin, a centre. Uh, they don't reckon that he's going to take uh, McGovern's place just yet, so it's an interesting to watch, want to watch. Uh, we, we also picked up a cornerback uh, who they reckon would have maybe been second, possibly first a first-round pick, and uh, Bernard Converse of, I think it was LSU he came from, so mm-hmm. uh, he's a, a name to keep an eye on, maybe. So why did he fall? So what was what was the what was the story uh, that why he didn't go early? I'm sure, like, I, I've not done a, a whole lot of research on him, I'm sure he picked an injury up in uh, right, okay. he, he's a final season, so... Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe a wee bit like um, uh, a jabble. Uh, for last year with yeah, the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, very much. Okay, nice. Right, now tell us the tight end you drafted and be very careful how you pronounce it. This is the only reason <laughs> that I'm making <laughs> you do it. That Kuntz. That Kuntz did. Yes, I'll use it as a German pronunciation. As I, I'm, I'm assuming I've made him German. Uh, I've no idea what yeah. his, uh, his heritage is, uh, but now he is of German descent. Um, yeah, <laughs> okay. So overall, what, how, how would you rank your draft? So mixed bag. Yeah, like I think since uh, Joe Douglas has came in, I think his draft has been a bit hit or miss. I think last, comparing it to last year's draft, it, it was never going to match up to to that kind of standard. I think, uh, but I think you could you could probably give him like maybe a B minus. But you're okay. you're still some of these players may not like come in and start right away like the we had obviously Garrett Wilson and and Sauce Gardner and and Brees Hall who all started last year, so uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see where these draft picks come in and uh, play this year. Okay. Right, well, thinking about that and thinking about how it's all going to come together, as I say, you guys have been active as all hell um, this off-season. What are, the, what are the games that you're looking at this year? You know, when you look at the slate and you go, ooh, what are the big ones that you are looking forward to as a fan most? I think uh, Gav hit, hit the nail right on the head as uh, week one, Bills. 
I love it. I just love it. When, is, when are you going to decide whether or not your season's important? Week one. We <laughs> must <laughs> victory or we burn it down. Fire everything. I think it's like that case of like the Jets have not been like prime time for a, a long time. And I think it, it's, it's, a, it's a way to make a statement as well. And I think that that's for both teams. Like, as he already talked about, it's the way like for the the Bills to make a statement, it's the way for Rogers to basically announce himself in New York, as well. Uh, the, the other we've got a, a tough six game stretch as we've got uh, the Bills, uh, we've got the Cowboys, the Chiefs, the Eagles, and I think the the the, the Patriots as well. Yeah, your first your first six, your so many years. You're bringing the Bills, yeah, you play the Bills at home, then away to the Cowboys, home away to the Pats, uh, home for the Chiefs, away, away to the Broncos. the Broncos, and then you've got the Eagles uh, away. So that's that's a fairly tough slog. Broncos will be tricky. It'll be interesting to see which which dangerous Wilson you're facing um, and the, the changes they make, but more about yeah. them on a future pod. Mm-hmm. Um, right, okay, mate. What is this, this? Who is your man that is going to crush it this year for the New York Jets? Either side of the ball, who are you picking? Who is the the man you're pin, pinning the season on? I'm going to go uh, with the for a comeback as a AVT as a guard, right tackle. Uh, he plays tackle as well, so. Uh, I like that side of the ball in the trenches. I think that's where a, a lot of games are, are really won. So, uh, I, I, I like that one. Ladies and gentlemen, can we all just appreciate a New York Jets fan who has not just pinned his entire season on Aaron Rodgers? That is, like, I, I, I respect it. I have a lot of time for the a lot of time for the men in the trenches. They do, is they? They're not playing well. Doesn't matter how good Aaron Rodgers is. If his line's rotten, he's going to suffer. Yeah. Right. On you go, mate. Oh, right, okay, sorry, I was really just being a moron. Uh, right, we are moving on, folks. We are coming to the end of the division. It is time to go to the to the X dynasty. They were a dynasty back when Dynasty was on TV. Um, it is the team everybody... So I was going to say the team everybody loves to hate, but it's not really the Pats anymore. They're kind of more, I don't know, looked upon kind of like, oh, you used to be threatening. Um, now that I've upset everybody who lives in you know the New England area, um, we are going to talk about the New England Patriots. Dan, what are you going to be telling me about them? First, as we have been going, mate, how have they been? Uh, how have they been in the off season? What's the big changes in New England? Yeah, they've actually had quite a lot of movements in the off season. We know Bill likes to just move players about and not have people on long term contracts. So uh, they lost Damien Harris. He went to the Bills. Uh, Brian Hoyer left them. Jacoby Myers has now went to Vegas on a three-year deal. He actually paid quite a bit, $33 million. That's a big payday for him. Uh, Devin McCartney retired. Jake Bailey, as we mentioned already, went uh, with the Dolphins, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Nelson Aguilar left as well. So there's a lot of players going out. Uh, in free agency, they brought in Mike Kosicki, as we've already mentioned. Uh, James Robinson came in, a two-year deal. They've also signed Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, three-year deal for him. Yeah, they gave him quite a bit of money for a three-year deal as well. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of players have picked up was Rayleigh Reef and uh, Calvin Anderson. On, but the only person, so Juju's on a three-year deal, the rest of them are on a one- or two-year deal, so obviously they're not expecting them to, to be there around for a while, so they're obviously just kind of trying to see the season pass for those players. They did sign a good uh, few players, re-signed players, sorry, they were free agents and brought them back. So Jalen Mills signed again, Jabril Peppers, Miles Bryant and Jonathan Jones all re-signed who were due to be free agents with them. Um, I do like Jabril Peppers. Yeah, yeah, it's, just, it's just one of those irrational, you know, I, I just quite like that really random player for no specific yeah. reason. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I, I, I've done a lot of research into parts before tonight. I don't, I don't follow him a lot, but as soon as I read the players, I was like, oh, Jabril Peppers, he's the same as you. He's one of those players, you just, when the name comes up, you think, he's a good player. That's good, <laughs> so um, that's kind of, for a player side, we've obviously got to draft a second. Coaching-wise, uh, obviously, they had a bit of shambles last year when they brought in Matt Patricia as their offensive coordinator and that went wrong on so many levels yeah. uh, they also had Joe Judge nobody's seen that one ever going wrong yeah they also had Joe Judge on the O and it just wasn't working so they built in Bill O'Brien as their offensive coordinator this year which should be a good move for them um, Joe Judge still is floating about he uh, is now moved from quarterbacks coach to assistant coach of special teams that's one of those ones we can't afford to sack you, so we're going to put you in the lowest. Yeah, see, that's, that's, he, he had an office. He now still has an office, but it is a cupboard. Yes. He's <laughs> went from the top floor to the basement. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, the big question, that I watched a bit of Bill's press conference the other day, and, and he was very shocked with me. There was not for answering questions about his coaching team at all. Because um, we asked, why did you bring Bill Bryan in? Because he's a good coach. What qualities he's got? I just know him. He's really good. We got him well. Just like, he just wasn't giving anything away. But he, he, he was asked about Matt Patricia and he basically avoided the question. He basically says, is he still going to be on your, your team this year? And he just didn't answer the question. So nobody knows what's happening with Matt Patricia. Is he there? Is he not? Who knows? I mean, it's, uh, yeah. The Joe Judge, when he, he was asked about that, he says, he still has a role with the team. It's still to be defined, but I think it's come out now that that's what he's been. But the, the answer to the Matt Patricia one was quite, Interesting. Considering they've went back a good few years, he's obviously uh, yeah, he's obviously not happy with Patricia. Yeah. Right. Okay. So yeah, I active is the, is again the you know I mean we went for a couple you know the some teams that weren't maybe quite as active to two teams that have been very active um, yeah. in the preseason. What about the draft? So the draft. How did, the, that- how did the Pats ca- crack on? So they had quite a lot of low end draft picks. I just I was just looking at it before you came to me there. So let me just I'll just I'll go through the players in a minute, but they had they had a one, a two, a three, two fours, sorry, th- three fours, a five, and yep. four sixes, and a seven. So as we know uh, Bill likes to trade back and stuff like that and get players yes, in the draft. So um the biggest pickup was Christian Gonzalez uh, at number yeah. 17. I think when we done a preview show, we, we chatted about the draft. He was one that mm-hmm. we were expecting to go maybe a wee bit higher than that. But so that was a good pickup for them. Yeah. Um, so he'll he's come out of Oregon. He goes straight into their defense uh, and, and start the games. Keon White, defensive end again. I think he's another one that will go in and start straight away. Picked him yeah. up at number forty six out of Georgia Tech. And after that, kind of the rest of them tend to be very typical Bill draft picks. With nothing, nobody was like outstanding. He just he picks these players that are good players, and he then makes them better. So a few of them to watch out for. The other one was a uh, Marty Mapu, the linebacker. He likes a good linebacker. This Bill, um, 
So it'll be interesting to see how he does. Um, and after the draft, and we have to talk about this guy just basically because Stu asked us to talk about this guy. <laughs> Johnny Lurkin, right? So he's a tight end, right? He's six foot six, 260 yep. pounds, right? See, when I had heard that and I looked at the pictures of him, I thought, you're massive, right? <laughs> he's, I'm, he not, I'm actually fairly convinced that he's proof that Transformers are real. But you'll be surprised <laughs> when I tell you some other stats. I looked into this, right? So he's six foot six, which is huge, right? But in the league at the moment, you've got Zach Gentry and Donald Parano, six eight at tight end. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's 260 pounds again, which is huge. But CJ Uzama is 271 pounds. Mercedes Lewis and Moali Cox are 267 pounds. These guys aren't players, they're, they're like celestial objects. They're like that's what the other basically <laughs> offensive lineman that can catch a ball. I was gonna like I, 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 I seen Lumpkin, I thought he's huge, and I thought, wait a minute, actually, he's about average. He's the biggest. These guys. But he does he does also have an unfortunate but fabulous name. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just it's just one of those names. I, I really want to get some touchdowns purely so we can hear commentators scream about Lumpkin in the red zone. Which of the, which of the commentators do we want to see say, say his name the most? Who's going to say it the best? Uh, do you know, I don't know who'll say it the best, but I'd love to hear Romo say it just, just because I think he would, he would sound really upset. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I just quite like it when Romo's sad. Very active in the off-season on the coaching side and in, in the playing yeah. uh, staff as well, so yeah. But and, again, as, and as as you said quite rightly, they did the thing that Bill loves. I, I really want the Patriots to get like, the first overall pick of the draft one year, just yeah. so we say. And with the first overall pick of the NFL draft, the New England Patriots select another team's third round selection. <laughs> They've traded it for the Bills. Someone else. Traded <laughs> 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 it for the, uh, right. Okay. Um, so what now? The Pats did not have. You know, they, they are a team that is used to success. You know, yeah. I think that's fair to say. Pat's history, you know, they are they are dynasty. When you think about a footballing yeah. dynasty, you think of the New England Patriots. Last year, what, eight and nine? Um, the only thing that kept them off the floor of the division, sorry, John, uh, was the Milf Hunter. Um, yeah. So it's a sad day when you're looking at another team's quarterback to save your day. Um, yeah. What do they need to do to, to, to turn that around? What do they need yeah. to do to take a, to a step back to where they see themselves? Yeah, as you go back, if you think back to the Patriots and, and obviously the Brady era, as obviously we talk about the dynasties, and one of the things that they were massive on was scoring touchdowns. They scored, obviously, they scored hundreds of them because they won Super Bowls after Super Bowl after Super Bowl. Last season, the Patriots had the worst red zone offense in the league. They were 42.2% in the red zone. That's terrible. That's things. I mean, and, and there was teams out there that were worse than them in terms of overall record and performance, but they were still the worst in the red zone, so obviously that needs to be a massive improvement. How do they improve on that is another question because the thing I've wrote down there was that they don't have a real number one receiver. I mean, I know Smith just does good and Devontae Adams is, is decent, but they're not. They don't have a number one receiver. Um, and as we discussed on the draft show the other night, is Ramon, is, is the running back going to, is he going to be a good running back? Is he, is he average? Is he going to get them touchdowns? So yeah, on the offensive ball side of the ball, I just they just don't have an elite player. They they, they don't at all. I mean, Mac Jones is a serviceable, decent quarterback. Uh, well, we've got Hunter Henry at tight end again. Oof, he's he's 
he's average. He'll do a job for you as a tight end. But yeah, on on that offensive side of the ball, they don't have that elite player that you think, wow, he's going to do well for them. He's going to be great for them. And I think, yeah, I think they're going to struggle on the offensive side of the ball again this year. Never, ever replaced Edelman. That was it. <laughs> Edelman was the man in the elite. Yeah, to be fair, tired. Uh, but no, it's, it's, um, it is the thing they do. They don't have that that alpha, that number one threat that you that that just is open. Why? Because of bloody Corsairs. Um So yeah, yeah. I mean, we've spoken right, about okay. we've spoken about it on previous pods that on offense they never never had Brady was your elite player. Obviously, they never had elite players around Brady. Brady just made players that much better. Yeah. So they've now went with the same formula, but with Mac Jones at quarterback. <laughs> with Mac Jones. <laughs> so, I mean, he's not going to make anybody elite. I feel bad for Mac Jones. <laughs> uh, right, okay. Um, looking looking at their schedule then, um, yeah. what do you see as the, the big games for the Pats this year? What are the ones that you look at and you go, that is, that's what's going to be interesting? Yeah, looking at their schedule, the two, there's two sets of games that really jumped out. I mean, the first four and the last four, right? That sounds obvious, right? But the first four... Is Eagles, Dolphins, Jets, Cowboys. Yeah, they could easily be zero and four after those four games. If Rogers hits a running in uh, New York, two plays in, is fit in Dolphins. That's a they're going to lose that. So they could be zero and four after the first four games. Which with the, what we just spoke about with the offensive side of the ball, are they going to recover from that? The yeah. last four games are the Chiefs, the Broncos, the Bills, and the Jets. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd probably expect them. What you flip a coin with Denver? They're not going to win those three games. So suddenly they're already from eight games or zero and seven at least. Do you know what I mean? I, I think they're really going to struggle this year. Oh, it's, it seems really odd to, to agree, uh, but it seems really odd to be saying that about uh the, about the Patriots. You know, yeah, just no, it does. If, if, when yeah. I looked at that schedule, and I, you normally look at a schedule and go, I looked at, I looked at where, where are they going to pick up wins, and I was like, do you know what? I'm actually a better pick looking at here. Flipping it, I was, I was trying to look where are they going to get losses. I'm thinking, actually, I'm about looking at this and thinking, where are they actually going to get wins? Um, we'll come to predictions, I'll tell you where I thought they're going to get wins. Right, but... Well, well, you, save that to oh, me. I'm, I'm, I'm not getting there yet. I'm not going there. I'm nearly there, right? But, uh, um, yeah, okay, schedule wise, who's yeah, so who's we'll tell you what, then you're saying you're, you're, you're on doom and gloom. We want, we want optimistic Dan back, we want, we want sunshine <laughs> and rainbows. Who yeah. who is the man that's going to that's going to prove you wrong? That's going to make a mug of you. Who is the man that they can that they need to crush it this year? Yeah. Well, he's not going to make a mug of me because he's on the other side of the ball for what I've been slating. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be it's going to be Josh Uchi or Uchi. How is it? Josh, Josh Uchi. So last season in the last ten games, he finished with eleven and a half sacks. Um, which is, my team wasn't doing great with the, the Patriots. That was a great record. So it's going to be between him and, and Judon for the for the sack leader this season. Then I think mm-hmm. um, I've had my bets on him being the one that's going to win that uh, battle with Judon for who's going to get the most sacks. So I think defensive side of the ball is going to be key for him. And I think uh, yeah, I'll go with Josh Uche. Right. Okay. Well, you had it here first, folks. Uh, Judon will not be the sack leader for the Pats this year. That's bold. Right. Okay. Uh, it is that time where we are going to wrap things up. We're going to wrap up our chat about. The, about the East, and we are going to need to figure out how is the East going to land, who's going to win it, who's going to lose it. Um, so I'm going to be asking these, we'll go around the teams, guys, I'm going to be asking these to, to talk us through them. First, though, I'm going to come back to yourself, Gav, I'm going to start. For each of your teams, I want what you reckon their record will be when the time of season closes, and then, then we'll do the rankings. So, 
Gav, where do you see end of the end of the regular season? How many wins? How many losses are the Bills sitting on? So the Bills were thirteen and three last year for everyone that's mm. keeping track. Um, obviously they had that that missed game at the end. I'm going to say they'll be twelve and five this year. I think they'll still win the division, um, but I think there'll be a, a, a couple of bloody noses along the way there. Okay, twelve and five. Kev, what about yourself? What do you reckon for the Finns? They they, they were nine and eight last year. Uh, what yeah. do you reckon? Where do they finish up this year? I think I'm, I was going to say nine and eight again. Um, they have got a tough schedule, but I think there's definitely um, you know at least five or six very winnable games in there. So I'm going to be optimistic for them and think that they can maybe scrape an extra two or three. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> right, John. This is what this is what you get to with the absolute holder of it. Where are, where are the Jets? Just wins and losses. Uh, last year, yep, last year, 7-10. and 10, Wasn't a great year, as I'm sure you remember. Uh, what about this year? I'm going to go optimistic and go 11-6. and 11-6, and six, big turnaround. Now, I'm yeah. sure this is where Stu will be listening and typing furiously about how statistically difficult that is. 11-6, uh, <laughs> that's a big spin. I right, uh, the, okay. Before we try and put the put the table in order, gents, uh, Dan, what are the Pats finished on? They, for reference, were eight and nine last year. Where yeah. are they landing this year? Uh, optimistic, Dan's disappeared. The Pats, are <laughs> <going to> finish, <laughs> the Pats are going to finish seven and ten. Seven and ten. Oh, right. Okay, gents, we'll quickly whip this one. Uh, put this one to bed. Who is going to be top of the East? Who are, who are my votes? Does anybody yeah, I mean, think it won't be the Bills? No, nope, I've got no. them. <laughs> <laughs> I've got so the Bills. Bills are coming top of the tree. Um, where are we going with? What about second? Now, this is the one that's interesting to be fair because I would agree. I think the Bills are going to are going to be top of the tree. I, I find second hard. I, I don't know where I would land on it. Where Where are you boys coming in? Who's coming second? I've spoken my votes. I've spoken you know the Jets. So I've got them. I've got one Jets for Dan, Kev. I've, I've, I've split them. I've got them both ten and seven. Oh, uh, right. I think, two I think, ten and seven teams. I, I, wrote, I wrote their records down, and, and I had it. You know, where I thought, yeah, both records are identical. It's going to come down to the two games between those two teams. So I'm going to split it, and I'm going to win one game each, and both will finish ten and seven. So <laughs> I was just going to say, I, I, you know, uh, I think because of how difficult the the um, the Finns schedule is, I think that the Jets will probably next second. Jets are going to sweep it, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm clearly coming to you last, John. Uh, yourself. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm in agreement. I, I think that the Jets, um, I can see a wee late season surge with uh, Mr. Rogers. I'm going to take them for a second. Right, John, are you going to be extremely controversial and say, nah, you think your team's guff and you're going to come third in the division? <laughs> <laughs> I actually personally think that the, the Dolphins, if they can keep uh, two a fit, uh, could actually win the division. Oh. Oh, there, is a, there, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Hot take of the evening. So, where do you, where do you, where do you see your Jets coming? Do you see yourselves coming second in the division? Or do you, are you not that, up, not that cheerful? Uh, I think uh, the division's going to be ultra competitive. And it, there's always like a division that can have like three teams in the playoffs. And I think that the, this could be the division that has all three teams in the playoffs. And I, I agree with like the the points. It's the 
there's going to be like two teams probably within the division that's going to be like quite close. Uh, I I would love to see us finish second in the the division, but I can I can see us finishing third. Okay. Right. Okay. Can round this off. Does anybody not see the Patriots bringing up the foot of this division? Does anybody think that they've got a chance in not being fourth? No, they do not. <laughs> And yeah. with that, so we are, the crew is calling it, your, uh, your AFC East is going to be sitting as the Bills at the top of the tree. We are then, I'm, I'm, giving, I'm signing with New York, I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it. New York are going to be coming second, we're going to have the Finns, although it's going to be tight, and then poor, poor Mac Jones and the Pats going to be at the bottom of the tree. Right, and that brings us to a close with our AFC East preview show, folks. Thank you very much for listening along. Remember, you can always find us on Twitter, on YouTube, on Twitch. And find us on all your socials, anywhere you get your podcasts. Get in touch and stick with us for the rest of this series. We are going to be hitting all of the divisions. Football is getting closer and closer, folks. And until next time, the crew will get you through.